Hello and welcome to another edition of Body Counts and Beer. I'm Mark Rosendahl. I'm Patrick Bromley. Guys, you know me. Same old G. Jonathan Rooney Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> and this week, I forgot about you. That was the big mistake. You oh, never buddy. forget about John never do Rooney it. Taylor. Same old G, John Rooney Taylor. <laughs> yeah. Never do it. Uh, this week, we are discussing 2001's Godzilla. Mothra and King Ghidorah, colon, giant monsters, all out attack! All out. Screech! (laughs) Monster sound! Uh, It is the third film of the Millennium series of Godzilla movies, and like every fifth or sixth Godzilla movie, a direct sequel to the original Godzilla movie, (laughs) ignoring all Godzilla movies that come before it. Yep. Now this comes out after Godzilla 2000? Yes. The one, the big pile of crap with like the P Diddy cover of the Led Zeppelin song. That's that's American yeah. Godzilla nineteen ninety eight. Oh, okay. Yeah, Godzilla two thousand, I believe, is the first of the Godzilla Millennium series. That's the movie that ends with Godzilla punching a UFO to death, and then a guy going, "There's a little Godzilla in all of us." <laughs> I believe I can't remember. I think it's it's either two thousand or Final War. Where Godzilla fights American Godzilla. That's Final Wars. And he atomic breaths him into the Sydney Opera House. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh, nice. That one, I think, if I remember correctly, also has, like, motorcycle aliens. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. That is the final Toho Godzilla movie made up until the one that was just announced recently on Godzilla Day. Yeah. There's a forthcoming new Godzilla movie, again, Direct sequel to the original Godzilla. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then other than that, like Shin Godzilla, I know was technically a Toho movie, but it's kind of its own thing. Yeah, Toho produced it, but I don't know if it's considered part of the Godzilla canon. No, well, how could there be a Godzilla canon? It's very simple. <laughs> There's 30 different Godzillas. <laughs> And every time one Godzilla wrecks the joint, everyone forgets about it. Yeah. Correct. <laughs> uh, so Godzilla, Mothra, we'll just call it GMK. GMK begins like all movies do. With a guy talking about Godzilla. Hell yeah. Yeah, buddy. There could be a Godzilla. They That's think right. maybe. Possibly. They They're heard pretty- tell. They're pretty sure there is a Godzilla, but it was so long ago, who could keep track? Right? Yeah. The movie begins with a guy just being like, giving a big old speech to be like, guys, you remember 50 years ago when there was a Godzilla? Well, a couple years ago in New York, wink, a monster attacked them. So now we have to be ready at all times for the new Godzilla. If one exists, I don't think it does. Unlikely to happen, but just in case... The defense forces have created new weapons and technology to defeat any potential Godzilla E threat. Yeah, yeah. true. Yeah. And wouldn't you know it? Breaking news. <laughs> There's an epicenter, would you believe it? Mm-hmm. And it keeps moving. Yeah. That's not how those work. You get an epicenter and it stays right there. It's the center. Of the epi. Yeah. 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 
Well, that's because it, what that, basically what it means is that means the Earth is having an allergic reaction. So you have to hit it with the epicenter Correct. right there yeah. well, to that, get its adrenaline up. That's true. And that is just a stopgap to get it to the hospital. you got to oh, go yeah. to the hospital no, yeah, after absolutely. taking an epicenter. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You can't just pop a couple of Benadryls and sleep it off. No, no, no. That's why they, the epicenters come in two packs. It's not so you can keep one at work and one at home. <laughs> so the, the first epicenter doesn't work, you got another one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Also, if you, you know, like, are drug overdosing, a junkie can slam it into your chest, too. Yeah, true. Mm-hmm. Nice of it. Yeah. Right. It would be very nice of a junkie to do that for yeah. you, wouldn't it? <laughs> Slamming your epicenter right into your chest. We need more junkie Samaritans. <laughs> Not like that fucking drummer from Smashing Pumpkins that just puts your head under a faucet. Yeah. Did you see the video of... Oh, of him eating chips? Billy Corgan just <laughs> eating chips and dip on stage <laughs> during a concert? I saw that, and I also saw they've started playing a cover of Once in a Lifetime, the Talking Heads song. You And never have I seen a band so thoroughly dislike the song they're playing. <laughs> That's the only way that I can come up... Like, they, clearly it must be a joke, because it is so profoundly bad. I assume any time that Billy Corgan is not actively watching wrestling, he's upset about what he's doing. Correct. Yes. I'm trying to remember, it's not this tour. It was the one previous, a few years ago, where he took out that full-page ad in the New York Times saying, I want my band back. <laughs> you mean the band you kicked out of your band? <laughs> Correct. <laughs> uh, I think, I believe it was Ethan Hawke. They got to dress up like an old-timey carnival barker <laughs> and provide, like, interstitials between songs. I mean, sure, why not? Yeah. I don't follow the Smashing Pumpkins close enough to know anything about what they do for their tours. I just saw that video of Billy Corgan eating chips and dip on stage. But the chips and dip are part of they're like they're like props in the he didn't just like pull out some lays. He had that prepared. Yeah, like it was he's like, like it was, oh guys, you know what the crowd's gonna fucking go nuts for? For sure, it's definitely a bit he's doing. Yeah, eating some chips and dip. Yeah, well, you know, he used to own, or maybe even still does, if it exists, Madame Zuzu's Tea House. Ah. Uh, yeah, he's. St- uh, ooh, it might have gone under, but that's the place where you could have the privilege of paying twenty dollars for a sandwich. Ooh, yeah, and like eight dollars for tea. Yeah, ooh. yeah. But I know he used to drop into the comedy shows that they did there every now and then. So I think he got it in his head that maybe he can do bits too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he was always—he he basically had the Prince of Space laugh. Um, Do you think his tea shop ever got into like a fight with Moby's tea shop in New York? <laughs> Soon we'll find out which bald man is stronger, Moby or Billy Corgan. It's Mo—it's Billy Corgan, a hundred percent. Well, Billy Corgan could certainly body slam Moby mm-hmm. and break at least three of his ribs. <laughs> sure, yeah. Like, Billy neither's going out unscathed. No, no, it'll be a good scrap, but I think Corgan comes out on top. Yeah. Because Billy Corgan's heard of sports. Correct. And I know Moby <laughs> has not. Correct. <laughs> Man, I do love that scene in that uh, Woodstock documentary of Moby throwing a hissy fit that his name isn't on the wall. <laughs> yeah, it's good stuff. Yeah, what a piece of shit. <laughs> Man, it's it's a nice marker of time because in high school I was just like, yeah, Moby, because he was against the war in Iraq and that means he's on my side. He's a good guy mm-hmm. and everything he says is genius and who cares if his music is bad? I'll still buy his albums and pretend it's good. 
But then to grow up and look back and be like, man, what a fucking dumbass. <laughs> yeah. What an absolute clod. Yeah, he is a clod. That's a good term we don't use enough. Right? I, too, pretended to date Natalie Portman in high school. <laughs> Except I was in high school sure. and not her. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Godzilla, uh, Mothra, King Ghidorah, et al., um, after, Bonus fourth monster. That's right. Uh, we find out uh, during this guy's uh, speech about the dangers of past Godzilla. Now, this guy is a general. He is like a high-ranking official in the uh, Japanese self-defense force. Correct. And he is addressing specifically a room full of uh, cadets, or at least like lower rank Yeah, members. it seems like they're kind of Top Gunny type thing. Yeah. They're all in dress uniform. Like yeah. They're clearly, maybe it's graduation day or something. They're getting briefed. That's yeah. why they were playing that the graduation song. I was wondering. Yeah. yeah vitamin, vitamin C. C. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, oh, although, no, this was 2001, so this could have been Good Riddance by Green Day. That's true. I can't remember exactly when that fucking song came out, but oh. holy shit, it was inescapable from mm-hmm. graduation time. Oh, is that the one where we, we something, something? I hope you had the time yeah, of your life. Yeah. Which I remember when I, not, it was, the class above me was graduating in high school. And I can't remember who, but somebody like wrote in one of the desks, like, to all the seniors, hope you had the time of your life. And I nearly threw that desk out a window. <laughs> <laughs> I was so fucking angry. Because you know it wasn't another senior who wrote that. Right. It was some like fucking sophomore who was just like, man, I like, I feel ways about stuff. <laughs> uh, I remember feelings. <laughs> <laughs> Not anymore. Right. Too many. Yeah. Ooh, gross. Uh, we also find out that an American nuclear submarine has gone missing somewhere off the coast of Guam, and the Japanese defense, the the the, the this like colonel guy is just like, hey, we gotta call off this meeting now because I gotta go to this other meeting to see if it's okay if we're allowed to send a guide to go look for this other submarine. Yeah. So they do that uh, and while they're looking for this other submarine in their tiny baby submarine oh what should they see but a Godzilla. Oh shit. Some fins. Some glowing fins. Yeah. And a nuclear submarine with big like scratch marks on the side of it. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Then we cut to this uh uh, intrepid film crew on the banks of a tiny little t- village here who are about to film something and then like the mayor shows up and is like hey you can't film here yeah they're filming what they propose is a documentary about like oh maybe there's a monster in these woods who knows uh, and they're clearly a bunch of like dubious shitbags yes yeah no they're doing uh, uh, Bigfoot Hunter or whatever yeah, yeah that's 100% what they're doing cause the guy comes out and he's like you can't film here. And they're like, well, we got our permits. He's like, you said you were filming a documentary. I looked into you guys. GB Digital Q, whatever you're called. Yeah. I believe it's called BS Digital. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and he's like, I looked into you. You make UFO movies for nerds. <laughs> and yeah, if there's one thing we hate, it's nerds. <laughs> the mayor is ogre. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but then the like the leader of this merry band of exploitation filmmakers, Yuri, uh, she's like, now hold on a minute because like we can get you on camera and then like people are gonna want to come to your village. It's like how she the example she uses is that in America they make lots of movies about witches. True, yeah, true. You got the Blair Witch. You got the Vivitch. 
The v v bitch You got two Hocus Pocus movies. You have yeah. the Witches of Eastwick. That's true. three witches right there. Right. And the devil. That's, That's true. a rough watch these days, Witches of Eastwick. Hey, it was a rough watch at the time. I buy it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, though? Nicholson's real good in that movie. <laughs> That's true. The thing is, uh, they did a great job casting the three individual witches of like, it's okay, Cher could punch this dude in the nuts if he got too handsy. Yeah. You know, you, you feel the strength of the women come through that yeah. movie. <laughs> and like, yes, he does some unconscionable things, but he is the devil. True. True story. devil. Yeah, and the movie definitely isn't on his side. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a, I like The Witches of Eastwick. I'm a fan. I think it's a really great movie. And a really underappreciated John Williams score. Yeah. Yeah. Man, it's a lot of harpsichordy. It's very different from... Most John Williams score in the sense that it doesn't sound like he just sold, stole it from a Sousa march. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyways, so uh, she's like, yeah, Americans love movies about witches, and then they make movies about towns where there were witches, and then people go to those towns. Yeah. And then this guy's you got like, Salem's Lot, right? Presumably. Yep. I've never seen it. I think that's vampires, actually. But it's Salem. It's all Salem. It's made up places in New England <laughs> yeah. that Stephen King came up with in a Coke haze. Yeah. Are you are you saying Salem doesn't exist? I'm saying Salem's lot doesn't exist. All right. He's got As to everybody knows that every parcel of land in Salem is taken up by buildings. Yeah. There are no true. empty lots. Yeah. Yep. It's like Coruscant. It's one city state. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so she uh, talks this guy into it and then the next there's like a little bit of an earthquake everyone falls down and they're like oh that epicenter still moving oh man sliding around and never know where that epicenter is going to show up next and then we cut to the mayor in like the in like his car with his lady friend and he's like I'm going to be a fucking movie star they're going (laughs) to they interview me for this movie oh man and like you're like oh shit they're going to make out well what I love is they didn't park in any sort of scenic like (laughs) Just a, a vacant parking lot. Yeah, they're like at the back of a Walmart somewhere. Yeah. No, yeah. It's like right off of the highway. Yeah. <laughs> it's literally a lot where there was a gas station and now isn't. Yeah. So they're about to make out when who should show up but a gang of motorcycle toughs. Yeah. I would like to say we're about, what, ten minutes into the movie? If yeah, that. If that. And there have already been four full plot lines that we've seen to completion. And yeah. none of them are monster related yet. Correct. Gareth Edwards, take note. <laughs> uh, and so uh, these motorcycle toughs who are wearing like... Pink and yellow, like onesie, like oh, jumpers. Oh, big banners hanging off their bikes. Yeah, they appear to be like coming from a Joanne Fabrics. <laughs> They've all got flags and spindles of thread on the back of their bikes. Oh man, things. it's great! And what they do is ride around the car, slapping it and yelling at it, and, and then they drive off. Driving off. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, they don't try to like rob him or like take out his taillights or anything. They're just like, ha ha, we did it. We yelled at that old man. Yeah. <laughs> and then off they go to yell at yeah. other old men. Yes, because the next thing we see is that they're, they swarm like a semi truck and doing the same thing, just like banging on the semi truck and the semi truck driver's just like, oh, you kids. Well, he doesn't even like, you kids, you messed with my truck. He's like, you're going to get yourselves killed. <laughs> Uh, it's they, unsafe to drive in that fashion. So the motorcycle toughs go into this like tunnel, and while they're in there, there's a bit of an earthquake because the epicenter keeps moving. You see, it's gonna move a lot in this movie. Oh yeah. Uh, and then, so the leader of the motorcycle toughs is like, whoa, whoa, whoa! 
Everybody stop. Oh. <laughs> In this tunnel. During this earthquake. Yes. Uh, the truck driver pulls up just outside of the tunnel and then watches as the uh, tunnel collapses in on itself. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The motorcycle gang had clearly never seen, what is it, Daylight? The yes. Sylvester Stallone yeah. movie? Where yeah. the tunnel? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't want to be in them. No. Nope. nope. It's a rough place to be. Yeah. So they get buried alive by the tunnel. They sure do. And then the... Uh, as the rocks are coming down, the truck driver sees a monster, but not a Godzilla. But he says it's a Godzilla, yeah. but it ain't a Godzilla. Yeah, one of the things that Let's the Tufts do uh, is they knock over a guardian statue and break it in half. Yes. Thus releasing the seal. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So this uh, bat-faced horn monster uh, appears like through the rubble before the, the whole thing is closed off. Then the next day, like, everyone is hanging out out there, and they're just like, well, we gotta get in here. A bunch of people died. How do we do that? I know. Giant rockets that shoot missile drills. Yeah. Guys, I want a missile drill so bad. Right? I don't know what I'm gonna drill into, but I want it. That's how I'm going to hang all of my artwork from here on out. I'm gonna get, like, a tiny missile drill, shoot it from across the room, right into the wall. (laughs) (laughs) Boom! Wee! Yeah. pictures. Yeah. No, man, no, this sounds good. Yeah. This, this is this is like makeup gun brilliant right here. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Uh, and so yeah, they're, they're to clear the rubble, they're going they fired these like missiles that open up into drills that have rockets on the back that dig into the stone and then explode within. And then some guys... Presumably. Will... We never actually see them explode at this point. Right. Yeah. yeah. What happens is someone goes, "Hey, is that explosion going to like be safe in there. And it's and like, then, yeah, yeah, don't worry about it. And then the guy goes, hey, there's a witness over here you want to talk to. <laughs> and they do not revisit. We don't go back. We have no idea what happens to the motorcycle toughs. Yes, but the, the truck driver does say that he saw Godzilla. Yeah. And everyone goes, no, you didn't. You didn't see Godzilla. <laughs> you silly old you drunk. crazy. Then we cut to a room of like the guy who was in the submarine. He's like in his briefing. And he shows them the video of Godzilla's fin. And when it's over, they're like, so what did you see? And he goes, a big fin. And they're like, eh, it's probably nothing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is another great Godzilla movie in the sense that like they do... The, like, shitty Japanese bureaucracy, like, really great. Where, like, nobody wants to believe there's a Godzilla, even though they know that there was a Godzilla. Yeah, well, I think there's a line in this board meeting of military brass where they're just like, guys, we gotta, like, start mobilizing our troops. We gotta set up, like, defense lines and all that stuff. Because if this is Godzilla, it's gonna be real bad news. And one of the higher-ups is just like, whoa, 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 slow down. Every time we increase our military spending, we get yelled at for taking money out of other government programs. And can you imagine? <laughs> oh, what a world. A scrutinized military budget? Oh, oh, buddy. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, uh, uh, Yuri and crew, uh, they get tipped off that there is a... There's an old man. Yes, 
Oh, Come on, we gotta see an old man. First off, the old man had, appears at the first earthquake when Yuri and her crew are out there. Yeah. He appears again and then disappears in the next scene when a second band of street toughs show up <laughs> to steal all the snacks from a convenience yeah. store and also steal its dog, put it in a box. And then weigh it down with another guardian statue yeah. and try to dump it in a lake. Unfortunately, by breaking this guardian statue, they summon a different monster of some kind. Uh, we see uh, like a, a Mothra larvae come out of the of the water and kill. Again, these are all people fucking get murked. They die too. All murked, yeah. Yeah, it's it's very uh, like Camp Crystal Lake. Each one is dragged under the under the water one by one. The dog is okay. Yes, the next day there's a news report and they make sure to show like this guy like hugging the dog, like giving it good scratches and scratches. And they're just like, yeah, a bunch of uh, shitty teens washed up on shore, covered in cocoons. Probably nothing. Don't worry about it. Yep. On with your day. This movie is, I said this when we were watching it, but it is one of the more, like, nihilistic Godzilla movies in that it has no compunction about just, like, killing, like, randos left over. Oh, yeah, all over the place. And punishing goons. (laughs) Yeah. Or visiting an enormous amount of punishment on just a guy trying to pee. (laughs) (laughs) He gets it worse than anyone. It's pretty great. Yeah. Um, so yeah, a bunch of stuff happens. Yuri tries to convince her boss to let them go, um, like, film about this Godzilla thing. And he's like, no, you can't. We make exploitation films. You're not a reporter. And his boss, where or her boss, rather, uh, who's, like, in, in charge of this whole operation, but yes. still is, uh, you know, under the thumb of the, the money men, the producers. Right. And it's just like, yeah, get it done. Quick and cheap, it's like uh, they're making Toxic Avenger sequels, basically. Uh, yeah, they're like the trauma of yeah. Japan. But this dude, I want to camp out on his look. His impeccable look. Because he's got a really nice pinstripe suit with a three-button jacket and a very short lapel. Very long hair that's clearly a wig and constantly smoking. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> this man rules. He's the best. Yeah. <laughs> Now, he does briefly try to quit smoking when he lights his hair on fire. His wig. His wig. Yeah. No, that's that's bad. You didn't yeah. want to look out for that. Right? That's an expensive wig. Because mm-hmm. it is very long. It's <laughs> super long. Super long, yeah. <laughs> uh, so they uh, instead, like, I think they meet up. The, this old man that keeps appearing as a ghost has somehow been captured by... He's been arrested. Yeah, he's been arrested for being an old man? Yeah, yeah how he dare was, he? They say he was like near the scene where they discovered the messed up shrine. So like he got booked for fucking up the shrine, even though he didn't actually do that, presumably. Yes. yes. Uh, so they... They, uh, they like meet... They question him. Yeah, they question the old man, and he's like, listen, Godzilla's coming... He won't be, you can't stop him, your weapons can't stop him. The only thing that can stop him are the guardian monsters. You're the ones. And the, at some point somebody gets a book with pictures of the guardian monsters. Yeah. And like if you're a Godzilla fan, you want the, the first thing you see King Ghidorah, and you're like, okay. Then you see the Duvacy looking Baragon, uh, who has not been fully introduced. Uh, and then Mothra, and so they're like, oh, these are the guardian monsters. Uh, so they're like, and he tells them, you have to go to the shrine of the thousand-head dragon and wake it up. 
Yeah, because Godzilla's coming and we need to stop him. And they're yeah. just like, but why? Why is Godzilla coming? And it's like, well, funny you should mention that. Japan did some war atrocities <laughs> in the War of the Pacific. Uh, yes, in the Pacific the conflict. Pacific conflict, John. Yeah. Uh, and it's uh, the Godzilla is basically the embodiment of the pain that was inflicted on the other nations during that war that our current uh, government is trying to make us all forget. Yes, Godzilla, in essence, is the ghosts of Japan's past. Uh, come to remind you of, of... Well, they're here to remind us yes. of, the le- of the mess we made when we went away. It's not fair no. to deny this. No. And every time America feels the nails in its back. <laughs> Yikes. There is also that scene in the movie where Godzilla goes down on me in a theater. <laughs> Man. Uh, yikes. Guys, I am... I, one of these days, someone is going to be a maverick and a genius and make a kaiju movie where one kaiju gets down on its knees and blows another kaiju. (laughs) And then Dave Coulier is like, is this about me? Yeah. And I'm gonna be first in line. (laughs) The fact that that's Dave Coulier is still the part that blows my mind the most. Mm -hmm. Yep. Boy, howdy. Yikes. What an asshole. Yikes. But then I love that there's an interview with him where he's like, yeah, I heard it on the radio one day, and I was like, oh, is this my ex-girlfriend? Is this about me? No, this dude's a real asshole. <laughs> it can't be about me. It's like, I'll... Then he did the Popeye voice and ran away. <laughs> it's like, do you think she just goes down on all her boyfriends in the movie theater? <laughs> that was a special treat for your birthday, buddy. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this was... This, in conjunction with the ending of Metal Gear Solid 2, leads me to understand that there was a period in Japanese modern history where they were trying to... Oh, and uh, that prime minister that got shot by that homemade gun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> publicly denying Japanese war atrocities. Uh, yeah, there was a real uh, period of uh, like right-wing political uh, movement sweeping through Japan just saying, like, eh, it wasn't that bad. Yes. <laughs> And yeah, they're, uh, yeah, Godzilla's a Lennis Morris setting about it. Yeah. He is, if nothing else, a jagged little pill. Mm. Isn't it ironic? I wouldn't want to take three Godzillas in the morning. Is that another song from that album? Isn't it? I, I don't, don't know. know. I might be anymore. conflating that with a Tori Amos. Yeah. I, I, I know You Ought to Know, and then... Um... Well, she's a bitch. She's Ironic. a mother. No, no that's, that's Meredith Brooks. Brooks. No. Yeah. That can't be no, right. that is not yeah. Alanis Morissette. Meredith that's Brooks the is the titular bitch. <laughs> uh-huh. I can say that. She called herself that. That's mm-hmm. true. That's the title of the song. <laughs> she's a I love women. <laughs> um, yeah, and then Joan Osborne is the one who, saw, who says God is one of us. A slob like every one of us. Mm-hmm. No, just a stranger on Melissa the bus. Ether- yeah, Melissa Etheridge is the one who came to the window. Yeah. Or wants no, you she to wants come us to, her- to come yeah. to the window. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, yeah. not us, gentlemen. That's yeah, not that's what true. that song's about. <laughs> true. <laughs> true. Yeah, and Bonnie Raitt got there in the nick of time. Yeah, that's true. Gotcha. Yeah. Nice. And she gave us something to talk about. Oh, yeah. Oh, did she? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, the song, Something to Talk About. They were talking about it anyway. Oh, she didn't anyway. make the movie? <laughs> she didn't make the film, Something to Talk About? That no, wasn't her? No, All no, right. no, no. Okay. 
Fair enough. Yeah. Never saw it. That was actually Alanis Morissette. In the movie. <laughs> oh, good for her. Yeah, she did have a sideline as an actor playing God in multiple films. Yeah. True. <laughs> At least two that I'm aware of. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I ain't seen Reboot or Clerks 3. And Friends, there are not enough Clydesdale horses in the world <laughs> to drag me to Jay and Silent Bob Reboot. Good I'll news. probably see Clerks 3. I was going to say, Jay and Silent Bob Reboot is streaming for free on Amazon Prime, buddy. Yeah. That's how I watched it. Oh boy, Four, I'm three. sorry. I'm sorry. De- thank you. Nothing can give you that time back. No. I remember seeing a clip on, uh, maybe it was Colbert, but when Kevin Smith was like, uh, promoting right. reboot, um, and they the clip they showed was Jay and Silent Bob show up to like uh, Jay's like hitherto unknown daughter's house. Yeah, she's like, what's her name? Millennium Falcon. She's into Star Wars. Mm-hmm. End of clip. Yeah, that's how that's how he. Oh man, we gotta we gotta make this clip's dynamite. <laughs> this is gonna get butts in seats. A Star Wars reference in this economy. Uh, if I remember correctly, and would I you believe that Jay's daughter is played by Kevin Smith's daughter? No, surely not. <laughs> I, I want to look this up just to make sure I have this right. Yes, that's right. Uh, in the movie. Uh, uh, his Jay's daughter, Millennium, Millennium aka Millie, uh, has a group of friends, and they're like the the cat suit burglar gang from Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Because this is really just Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back Two. redone. Yeah. Um, she has a friend in a group who is a Muslim girl whose name in the movie is Jihad. Oh. Yikes! Yep. And I, you know, I know what you're thinking. Why didn't anyone say, "Hey, Kev, don't." To which he replied, I had a heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> Look, here's the thing. Kevin Smith is a human being. I appreciate him. I'm glad he's still alive. Let him, he, as far as I'm concerned, do whatever you want. Sure. You know what I mean? If he ain't, people are giving him money to do his, you know, his life's dreams, good for you, buddy. I, I 100% agree. I ain't gonna watch it. <laughs> but, but good for him. Yeah, yeah. I was like, there's a very good Danhausen blog where Danhausen runs into Kevin Smith at a toy store and just relentlessly gives him bad information. No, it's very good. <laughs> I liked your movie Walrus. It was very good. <laughs> it was called Tusk, dude. <laughs> uh, so, anyways, they go to the uh, what's left of the shrine of the Thousand Head Dragon. There's not much there left in the wilderness. I think, is this the point or soon after where the one guy explains to Yuri how energy can get trapped in stones because it's like a CD? Uh, it's a yeah, yeah, it's after this because she's got to find the little magic rock yes. here. Yeah. They go there. They find the little piece of rock that's part of a broken... Uh, uh, Shrine or something. It's part of a broken guardian statue. Right, right. Uh, and then they're there. They see the old... They's, you know, they're like, well... Uh, this glowing and then it disappeared and then I don't know I guess this is where yeah, the dragon is weird but stuff's happening yeah and then they leave and weird then, yeah. science weird science <laughs> you know what I think this is a safe place to say it but uh, I gotta get something off my chest don't much care for Oingo Boingo I find them irritating grating even they're fine they start to play like the beginnings of a good song. Like Dead Man's Party is a song that never really actually gets started. If Dead Man's Party was three minutes instead of six minutes, it'd be great. Yeah, but it's so long. Yeah. And it never really gets where it's going. I mean, 
it's it's eighties new wave theater kid bullshit. Yeah. Yeah, like you're in a tough spot on Oingo Boingo. Yeah. Right? Now I will say this. I do think the song Weird Science is perfect. As is. I think it's a great song. It also is the least Oingo Boingo sounding song. Yeah, in it there. is basically just them doing like straight up new wave. Yeah. yeah. I also really love the song Who Do You Want to Be Today, uh, which is featured prominently in the study montage in uh, uh, Teen Wolf also. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That yeah. is a great song. Uh, it's like That's like their ska song. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm not a huge Oingo Boingo fan, but I ain't got nothing against them. They're fine. Yeah. I don't yeah. go out of my way to listen to Oingo Boingo. Exactly. I just I think what it is is if the fans of Oingo Boingo are like Rush fans. <laughs> Hold on. Where it's like that is the only band they care about, and they care about it very deeply. Rewind, rewind, rewind. Yeah, Oingo yeah, yeah. Boingo has fans. Fans. Correct. More than one. People Enough who for call di- themselves Oingo Boingo fans. Correct. See, I think all it's... of them blogged the night that he played Coachella a few years ago. So if I was like, people, who are your favorite bands? Top three. There are people who would answer that with Oingo Boingo. Correct. <laughs> yes, and they are insufferable oh, about it. Man. This is the mad world. Uh, no, that's Tears, 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 Tears. And later, Gary Jewell. Yes. Correct. Yeah. Thanks, Donnie Darko soundtrack. No thanks, Donnie Slash Darko. Gears everything. of War commercial. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That was later though. Yeah, remember when Gears of War tried to make us cry? Boy, yeah. what a time! Yeah, never played a Gears game. They're pretty okay. I'm sure they are. I played it at a friend's house once. I never had an Xbox. Well, yeah. I, I had a very like the very first Xbox Xbox, right. which you cannot call Xbox One because that's the third Xbox. Yes. Yeah. But the original, original Xbox, yeah, I got it for like 90 bucks when it was used. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty good. Pretty neat little system. Yeah. The size of a fucking microwave oven. Oh, yeah. That thing was huge. But like, yeah, Halo 1 and 2 were a lot of fun. It had the best ports of the GTA trilogy, yeah. for sure. But like, yeah, just never really got... Like, I, I went Sony Nintendo. Yeah, that's fair. That's they had fair. all of the Final Fantasies. Yeah, that's exactly why I stuck with... Sony pretty much the whole way. Yeah, I mean, that's why I got a GameCube when they announced that they were going to start making Final Fantasy games for GameCube, and then I never bought the one that they made for it. Because <laughs> <laughs> it looked real bad. Yeah, you could probably play it on the Switch now. Actually, yes, there is a Switch port. Yeah, man. Yeah. I did get an Xbox 360 when they came out instead of the PlayStation because a buddy of mine had an Xbox 360 and we were, the plan was like, oh, we'll play we'll online land, yeah. with each other. We'll play like, uh, you know, Battlefronts or whatever. Uh, and then I got the Red Ring of Death. Yeah. And it was right after the, my, Microsoft was like, we fixed it. We're no longer paying to fix them anymore. Yeah. And so it just went in the garbage. <laughs> yeah, I got, I got... I have bought in my lifetime two PlayStation 3s. Oof. Because uh, I was on board the Metal Gear train at that point. Mm. MGS4. Still to this day, a PlayStation 3 exclusive. Wow. Uh, but yeah, my yeah. original, I got a backwards compatible 60 gigabyte PlayStation 3. Fucking loved that system because it played PlayStation 1, PlayStation 2, PlayStation 3. And then soon after, they were like, we need to make this not cost $700 anymore. Get rid of the PlayStation 2 backwards compatibility. <laughs> Uh, that I got a yellow light of death uh, years into owning that system, and then I had to get uh, slim. Uh, mm. My my PlayStation Three is still trucking along. Yeah, I don't use it. 
Damn. I got a PlayStation 5. Hell yeah. <laughs> I got to get on that. I skipped the 4, so... Yeah. By the way, yeah. thank you for lending me Titanfall 2 and... Oh, hell yeah. And Yakuza 0. Oh, Titanfall 2 is so good. So, Titanfall 2 would not install on oh, my no! PlayStation. <laughs> I tried it like five times. I turned everything off, unplugged it, power cycled the whole deal. For whatever reason, the disc just would... It would get halfway through install and just be like, nope, eat shit. Oh, shit. So I bought it for $3. Yes. I was going to say, it's <laughs> always dirt cheap on a sale. Yeah, and it's rad It's as real fuck. fun. Nice. I played the Yakuza 0 for like four hours and then... Couldn't find the save button. I was like, ah, it's probably auto-saving. And then I pulled it up the next day, and it went, I ain't got no saves. Nah. Eat shit, buddy. (laughs) You got to go to a payphone in-game. It does save between chapters. Uh, Didn't for me, because it was just like, I don't have any saves. Eat shit. Weird. Yeah. Wild. So I had to start over, and I chose to play Titanfall instead. Yeah, fair enough. And to be fair... Titanfall 2 is rad as fuck. Oh man, you formed such a friendship with your giant mech. I, I, I'm very early on it. I just got my giant mech. So we are like, we're feeling each other out right now. <laughs> it's collegial. Tops at the moment. Yeah. Well, because he ain't my mech. He's my like mentor's mech. And my mentor got fucking fragged. And like both his dying wish was, take my mech. <laughs> nice. So the mech is like... Feeling me out too, yeah, you see. Because yeah. mm-hmm. the mech's got a personality. He makes jokes, which I appreciate. Yeah, he's quippy. Mm-hmm. But not in a like overbearing Joss Whedon kind of way. Yeah, he ain't like Johnny Five where he's just doing bits. Yeah. No, no, they're all character based jokes. Yeah. No. Very smart. I want my mech to do Johnny Five bits. Oh, all yeah. the time. oh Just doing like Three Stooges impressions, oh, yeah. dancing Blast to the Pat Bee Gees. Benatar. Yeah. Joining street gangs. Yeah, <laughs> fuck yeah. <laughs> And making breakfast and stuff? Guys, I just realized Chappie is just a remake of Short Circuit 2. Yeah. Holy shit. Technically, everything is just a remake of Short Circuit 2. That's true. King's Speech. That's just Short Circuit 2. Just Short Circuit 2. Yeah. Yeah, I do remember when the king joins the street gang where they kick your ass into space. Yes, Los Locos kick your balls, Los Locos kick your face, Los Locos kick your ass into outer space. Yep. And then they give him a robot mohawk, and then he chases down the 1% rich guy bank robbers that have tricked him, including the guy, fat guy, Oscar, and he chases them down to Bonnie Tyler's holding out for a hero. Yeah. Then he's plated gold and given you a citizenship. Yeah, aside from the horribly offensive brown face in that movie, sure. pretty good. Yeah. yeah. It's the more enjoyable of the two short circuit movies. Correct. We yeah. didn't know you couldn't do brown face. <laughs> <laughs> well, the people in a position to tell us no were in no position to tell us no. That's yeah. true. Sorry, past 200 years of American history. <laughs> yep. Uh, so anyways, uh, a bunch of more stuff happens, and finally the epicenters continue. Now there's two epicenters, and yeah. they're moving at one another. Yeah. And out of the ground comes not Godzilla, but Baragon. Neither trademarked nor registered. Correct. No, Baragon. it is It is trademarked. 
Isn't no, it? no, oh, no. not in the title. Billed. That's true. Yeah, Baragon is a. He's secret. got a shitty agent. Baragon, somebody's producer's nephew. Yeah, yeah. Bar- Baragon <laughs> is the is the red shirt monster who shows up to get like stomped by Godzilla. Yeah, and when I say stomped, I do mean stomped. Oh yeah, because Godzilla appears right around this point too. Godzilla is introduced, by the way, in full. Not in full, but the first time you really get a look at Godzilla. There's a uh, there's an earthquake in this restaurant and shit's falling over the place. The chef cuts to like the chef like in the toilet in the urinal peeing when the earthquake peeing hits all over the place. Oh. Well, the earthquake hits and he's shaking around. His pee goes all over the place. Then he like runs over to the window to see what the matter Presumably is. Presumably still full schlong out. Yes. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. His dick. He's hanging brain. I like to think he's still peeing. He's oh, oh yeah. A hundred percent. Oh yeah. Thick, deep, strong stream coming out <laughs> the whole time. Yeah, it's not like when you're up at 3 a.m. and just a little dribble. Yeah, no, no. no. This is, I am at the bar and I need to go home. Yes, <laughs> he's breaking the seal here. It's that first power pee of the night. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's all over the place. Yeah. And he opens that window. And he goes, ah! And then it does the sweet, like... <laughs> Snap, zoom out, and then a giant Godzilla foot just smashes the whole thing. Like the Monty Python foot yes, just comes yes. straight down. Bang. It's the greatest. Yeah. Real satisfying. Don't break that guy. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, his big crime was peeing. Yep. <laughs> That's the thing. It. Up until that point, everyone who has died in the Gazelle. Uh, uh, in this Godzilla movie has kind of had it coming. They've been shitbags. Yes. Yeah. They've been breaking the law, breaking the law. Yes. This guy's only crime was, let me pee in my own restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> that I've worked really hard to set up. Well, bad My weight's, st- you know, the weather is really bad, so we don't have many customers, so I let my staff play ping pong in the rec room. Yeah. Seems like a pretty all right guy. And his reward? Crushed to death by Godzilla. <laughs> Not even on purpose, too. Godzilla wasn't like, fuck this restaurant, fuck you. Nope. He was just like, you're in my way. I'm not moving. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, so Baragon... One of us is going to get crushed, (laughs) and I'm already Godzilla. Yeah. Uh, So Baragon burrows its way out of the ground and reveals itself. He's like a big, like, it's like a a Tyrannosaurus... Not Tyrannosaurus, like a Triceratops body. But like armadillo. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah with it's like got armad- one big horn. Yeah, one big horn and the cutest, saddest puppy dog eyes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> in floppy ears, he's like a cocker spaniel. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it's, again, just smashing shit. Oh, yeah. And again, everyone's like, it's Godzilla. Because well, nobody is old enough here to remember 50 years ago when the original Godzilla attacks take place. They just knew there's a big monster called Godzilla. Here's a big monster. Must be called Godzilla. Yeah, well, it's like any... You could call any vampire a Dracula. Exactly. Right. So anyways, uh, red Godzilla, baby Godzilla, four-legged Godzilla, uh, cutely walks through town and then comes across the real Godzilla. Oh, yeah. The real Godzilla is introduced... Uh, in full, we got a bunch of guys like fishing off of like a pier, and uh, then there's like a boat out at sea. Yeah, they get a radio broadcast that oh shit, Godzilla's coming, and they're like, all right, get the line ready. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna hook me Godzilla. <laughs> yeah, buddy, that Godzilla sashimi. Though. Yep, they're so big. Here's the thing, though. I would try Godzilla sashimi. I, I know. Yeah, Were I to be offered? Fuck I'm, you, every restaurant that offers Godzilla rolls. False advertising. 
<laughs> you give me big, chunky, weird, oddly soft and squishy Godzilla chunks. Mm, yeah. Come on. I bet you pay a pretty penny for it. And well, that's why that guy's out there in his boat with the lines. I, that's I true. I imagine it's hard to clean a Godzilla, you see, to get through that skin. Which oh, is it's like, it, well, and it's also, it's like fugu fish. Like, so many... Like glands of him are pure radiation. Yeah, so you got to cut around. Yeah, yeah there's only like four pounds of edible meat on a whole Godzilla. <laughs> yeah, and oh. think of how much you can charge. Yeah, oh, hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah, yeah it'd be like that's like what they would serve at the gourmet night in the movie The Freshman. <laughs> <laughs> like instead of the Komodo dragon, it's Bruno Kirby and Matthew Broderick dragging Godzilla through New York. Yeah. Man, I forgot about that movie, The Freshman. I haven't seen The Freshman probably since it came out well, on they, video. They played it all the time on Comedy Central for a yeah, while. Yeah, That's where I remember seeing it. That's where I think yeah. I saw it. But like, so have we actually seen it? Because like, at least 20 minutes probably got cut out. Oh, all the nudity is just yeah. gone. I know for a fact I've seen the whole movie because we rented it. Like on like at Blockbuster nice. when I was a kid, and I know I probably saw it once or twice then on video because I thought it was hilarious because they have a Komodo dragon, and that yeah. was my favorite animal as a kid because nice. it was the closest thing we have to dinosaurs. I thought yeah. I was wrong. We Birds. got chickens. <laughs> yeah, we got chickens. We got chickens. Oh yeah. man, I didn't know dinosaurs would be so tasty. I know, right? <laughs> See, that's the other thing is like, if we had a Jurassic Park, I wouldn't be bringing back T Rex and Raptors to like put in a zoo. Nah, nah, nah. I'm bringing them for KFR, Kentucky yeah. <laughs> Fried Raptor, baby. Oh. Well, here's the thing. So, if chickens are dinosaurs, then dinosaur chicken nuggets—that's just closing the loop. Oh yeah, definitely. Yes, and if we can make them out of dinosaur meat, that would be even better. Yeah. 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 Could you imagine eating a fucking, like, titanosaur nugget? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but McDonald's would reduce it to its pink slime form. Well, McDonald's would bring back, like, Archaeopteryx, a dinosaur-like bird, and ruin it for everybody. (laughs) Ooh, but they would put it in a bucket you remember from your childhood and charge you $30 for it and make everybody's lives at McDonald's miserable. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I remember them specifically tweeting out, please stop asking for adult Happy Meals. Our staff is very stressed out <laughs> we're all out of everything yeah uh, so Godzilla and Baragon Godzilla like comes out of the water underneath this fishing boat in a big old wave shooting the fishing boat up in the air and then back down into the camera where it explodes and Godzilla is revealed in full uh, and this is like a gnarly redesign of Godzilla for the, the Millennium is, Series. The neck is a little too long, and the, he has a very pronounced Adam's apple. Yes. Yeah, Go, yeah Godzilla is... Not my favorite. It's, no, it's not a great design. I do like the, like, white ghost eyes. Yeah. Uh, and I like the I like the Godzilla with a thinner, more reptilian head profile, as opposed mm. to, like, the big chunky face. Sure. Yeah, the baby cheeks, Godzilla. He's a little, like... Blacker than green. This yes, time. yeah, 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 yeah. definitely. Darker. Well, and like the like the fins are a little more low pro- profile. It's a more sleek design. Mm. Uh, and I was actually reading about this in the initial design of this Godzilla. It was a meant a, a, a originally meant to be the first Godzilla, like uh, in the Toho universe, to walk with its back and tail parallel to the ground, like mm. a T Rex, like okay. an actual dinosaur. Yeah, and they tried it. And apparently it caused so much back pain to the performer oh, that they could not do it. And I think that accounts for some of the weird like proportions in like the top part of its head and like mm. neck. Because it looks like it's got like a like a weird hunch. Yeah. Like it's 
Yeah. It, it looks like different and creepy and yeah. weird. But it does have big thick thighs and a giant tail. Yeah, as all Godzillas do. Yep. Or yeah. should, I should say. Uh, so Godzilla, Again, Gareth Edwards, take notes. Yeah. Tiny, tiny head on that Godzilla. Don't yeah, care for it. But the thickest thighs. That's that true. That Godzilla's thick, baby. That's the thing. Yeah. If they would just fix the head, mm-hmm. the head is way too small on that Godzilla. In Godzilla King of the Monsters, it's a little better. And in Godzilla vs. Kong, they finally get the head, I think, kind of right. Yeah. Because they need a good target for Kong to throw haymakers at Ooh, yeah. with his magic pickaxe. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so anyways, yeah, Godzilla and Baragon, like, meet finally in battle, and it is a bloodbath. Godzilla, it's a one-sided beatdown. Well, what I love about this fight in particular is there's a news chopper that's circling the area, and, and they're doing, doing color commentary. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. he's in big trouble now. Oh, no! They're By co- God! Yeah. Kill them! <laughs> Godzilla had a family! Baragon! Oh, what's that? Oh, I hear the CM Punk music! <laughs> Uh, Baragon gets the first... The, the coolest part is how it begins is like... Baragon like digs underground... And Godzilla's like... What's going on? I don't see what's... Oh! The ground beneath me exploded! Yeah. And Baragon like burrowed under Godzilla and tripped him up. And then they come like face to face with like Baragon on top of like a ridge. And Godzilla standing in the dirt. And Baragon leaps through the air and tackles Godzilla and just like clamps onto his arm. But then Godzilla rock bottoms Baragon yeah. and then stomps him into the dirt oh, yeah. repeatedly. Yeah. Just stepping so right on good. his face. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. And this is where we get uh, Godzilla charges up his atomic breath. Oh, yeah. Yes. Um, meanwhile, Yuri is like nearby uh, at a like. Like an observatory? She's just uh, like around because they like drove to it. So she's not like right under it, but she's within sight of it. Yeah, they're in like a, yeah, they're in an observatory or like some kind of thing because there's gondolas going up into the mountains. Oh, yeah, yeah, because it's like a ski resort town or something. Yeah, so they're up there and that place gets like fucked up by the monsters fighting and she. And her friend uh, Ikeda, I think is his name. Yeah. They, her kind of boyfriend, kind of. Ikeda, also fucking a great buffant, Mm -hmm. first and foremost. Yes. Impeccable hair, great sideburns. Uh, Again, like fashion forward, like no one's business. He's got a nice, like, navy suit jacket, Mm -hmm. khaki pants, brown shoes. He's doing it right. Oh, yeah. Well, he's trying to pick up his co-worker. True. Yeah. And he's dressed to impress. That's yeah. step one. Good yeah. job. Yeah, he's got a great... And they're peers, so it's not, like, weird and creepy. That's true. correct. Yeah, you know? that's true. He's got... They just have to clear it with HR and they're fine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, anyways, Godzilla eventually charges up his atomic breath and fucking vaporizes Baragon. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Covers oh, him in flames and then turns him to ash. Sparkly ash. Yeah. yeah. Like a Doctor Who regeneration. I'm the only one who knows what that's like on this podcast. <laughs> I've regenerated 13 times. Yeah. yeah. Popping into your phone booth and oh. saving your Gears of War. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You were listening. Yeah. Callbacks. Well, guys, we just did a Herald. Whoa. Wasn't that hard? Yeah. I don't know what Jim Belushi's all on about. Uh,. Speaking of of Doctors Who, uh, I saw that David Tennant is coming back for like a three episode correct like, mini arc. 
Yes, he is the 14th Doctor. Yes. To then hand it off to an actor whose name I've never heard pronounced out loud. Yes. And has a combination of syllables and consonants I am not comfortable attempting right now. Yeah, he's the first, he'll be the first black Doctor Who. Correct. I've seen season one of Sex Education where he plays a big part in it. He's a fantastic actor. I'm incredibly excited for him to do it. It seems really shitty and bizarre to bring back David Tennant for like a weird... But, and I wouldn't mind I so much, except they the, are officially calling him the 14th Doctor, right. which is like, no, don't yeah. do that. Which Doctor was he? He was the 10th, yeah. and oh, now yeah. he's coming back for the 14th. And I think they're doing this as part of the, like, It's Doctor part of the, like, who, 60th anniversary yes, that's coming in. And also in, part yeah. of the Doctor Who is now on Disney+. Plus. Correct. Uh, yeah, yeah. And so David Tennant is probably the most popular modern Doctor yeah. of all of them. Uh, him just, or Matt Smith would be up there, like internet wise. Yeah, sure. Like broad gen pop culture for sure. Yes. Yeah, I just, I just wish that they would call him like Bridge Doctor or like, I wish that they did not give him the official designation yeah. of Doctor Fourteen. Oh, you know what? Just go back and make a couple of here's some more things that happened when the tenth Doctor was around. Correct. Like Dan Slott's making those comics right now. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, they're quite good. Yeah. You can do it, right? Like the best Star Wars media we've had. God, in almost forever, maybe ever, Andor is literally like a... Yeah, here's, ah, here's what Andor was up to. Yeah, here's some more stuff back in the day before he died. Yeah. And it's fucking rad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just... Yeah, I wish that they would... Because they already had uh, fucking... What's his name? Play the War Doctor. So they're not adverse to, like, creating new names for Doctors that are not necessarily numbered in the canon. It just... It feels weird because now... Jodie Whittaker, the previous Doctor, doesn't get to, like, pass the torch on to the next permanent Doctor. Mm. You know, like, they don't get to have that regeneration, which I think is real sad. Jodie Whittaker a lady? Correct. First Lady Doctor. She's the First Lady Doctor. Are ladies allowed to pass on the Doctorness? Well, that's apparently not, I guess, is that the... (laughs) <laughs> is what we're learning, what we're right? Learning. Yeah. Well, uh, she was under showrunner uh, Chris Chernobyl, and his run was very contentious. And I understand why, because the highs were very good, but the lows were incredibly bad. But there was one episode where the Cybermen attack Mary Shelley while she's writing Frankenstein, and it's a whole episode made just for me. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you liked it. I loved every second of it. It was great. Lord Byron was a fucking piece of shit. <laughs> I mean, as he was in life, right, right. <laughs> I yeah, not, it's I just, it's just, it's a little weird. I understand why they're doing it because they don't want a new Doctor to have to carry the burden of celebrating the 60th anniversary. Sure. Which the like ten year anniversaries tend to be very backwards looking to begin with, right? Uh, plus, I believe that that actor's schedule is fucked up by having to appear in the next season of Sex Education, mm. and Jodie Whittaker is having a baby, so they couldn't like extend out hers. Gotcha. So like, I get why they're doing it, but uh... like, don't call it the Fourteenth Doctor, please and thank you. Mm. <coughs> I uh, I've seen. Three episodes of the Christopher Eccleston Doctor Who. Ah, Chris Eccleston was real good. And that's it. Like the first, just the first three. And then I was like, I'll keep watching this. And then I didn't. And I've seen nothing but clips uh, since then. I keep meaning to go back to it. If ever there was a show to just look up, hey, what are the best Chris Eccleston video? Or, you know, like what are the best Matt Smith episodes? Like you absolutely do not to see even the new series. 
You do not need every episode of Doctor Who. It's good to know. There's a lot of stinkers in there. Yeah, that was how I got through Next Gen, Deep Space yeah. Nine, and Voyager. And just popping around. Was just being like, I, I looked up literal viewing guides that were like, yeah, you need to watch this episode because it's rad. Or you need to watch it for plot reasons. And then there was other ones who were like, don't fucking watch this episode. <laughs> yeah. Tom Paris and Captain They turn Janeway into lizards turn into and lizard have sex. people and try to fuck. <laughs> and then I was like, this okay, one, okay, but you can't tell me not to watch that because I'm going to watch oh, it. Oh, but it turns out to be real boring. Oh, it's super boring, but I still watched it. <laughs> <laughs> it's that one and the one where Tuvok is going through heat because he's a Vulcan and he's really uncomfortably forcing himself on all the ladies. Yes, yeah, where he's going through the Vulcan, uh, like, oh, yeah, fuck whatever sickness. Call it, yeah. yeah, yeah, and clearly the writers and directors of that episode don't quite understand the imagery they're working with. Yeah, yeah, yikes. And then of course that's the next gen Beverly Crusher fucks a Scottish ghost. Oh god, yeah. oh the Again, best. Another episode where I was like, well, I gotta watch this. <laughs> no, you can't not. And that episode is like, it's not boring. No, it's. Batshit crazy. <laughs> it's utterly incoherent. Because the ghost, if I remember, turns out to be a little orb of light. It's, it's, an, it's actually not a ghost. It's yeah. an alien who came back and fucked her grandma <laughs> under the guise of being a Scottish ghost. Yeah. And is like eating their souls, I think. Or yeah. something. Yeah. yeah, that and the one where they get the VR game that is opium. Yeah, the, the, the VR game that makes everybody angry and horny at the same time. Yeah. And the game doesn't even look that good. It's just handball. Yeah. yeah. They're just bouncing a ball. Yeah, but it's angry, horny handball. <laughs> Uh, so anyways, Godzilla stumps the shit out of Baragon and vaporizes yeah. him into nothing. And then and proceeds then... on his way to Tokyo. Yeah. Now this is where I like, uh, so I don't know if we've established, but the head of the Japanese self-defense force is Yuri's father. Yes. And he's got an idea of let's not do anything. Let's Correct. specifically just not do anything. Yeah, the, the, the people in head of like Japanese self-defense force are informed that there are guardian monsters and their response is eat shit well that'll take care of it dust off hands well they don't believe it until like after godzilla fights baragon and he goes oh shit that might be one of the guardian monsters and then a guy like leans into frame and goes you know the story of the guardian monsters too yeah i thought i was the only one i've like, been going as baragon for halloween for years <laughs> and then finally that's when he believes it meanwhile uh a man tries to commit suicide and instead the brand well because he knocks so he's trying to hang himself on a tree with yes. his necktie and he knocks down one of the guardian statues to do it correct the tr- the his, the branch breaks. He falls through like a crack in the ground into a crevasse where G- King Ghidorah is frozen in ice. Yeah. Meanwhile, in the lake where a bunch of kids died, two giant testicles have risen up out of the water. Yep. Yeah, it's, it's a giant cocoon from the film Cocoon. One big floating scrot. Yeah. Now were Ooh, I to floating scrot? Yeah. That's the name of my metal band. <laughs> Here's the... we're like anal cunt. All of our songs are four seconds long. <laughs> nice and filthy. <laughs> <laughs> the floating scrot was my favorite Brazilian wax slash lazy river. Nice. <laughs> Nice. Oh, man. Lazy Rivers. 
Fucking hell yeah, oh, Lazy yeah. Rivers. They're the best. They, I Except saw... for all the teenagers humping and all the pee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but if here's the thing. You gotta get the tube with the bottom when you're in the Lazy Correct. River. That's true. Correct. That's true. I uh, when you get when you go out to like an area that actually has a river that you can just like lazy river on and they'll get you a cooler that has a floaty attached yeah. to it. Yeah. Oh hell yeah. Oh, that's the best. Mm, good times. Yeah. <laughs> Nature drinking. <laughs> oh, it's it's hilarious that in my life as I have grown up all of the disgusting things that Homer Simpson has done have now become aspirational to me. <laughs> uh-huh. I would love to just eat a hot dog naked in a floaty pool. <laughs> sure. Oh 100%. man, that sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> Work from home in my moo. Yep. <laughs> man, if only I could. I know, right? Aspirational. Yeah, well, I am rapidly approaching both the age and weight of Homer Simpson. So. Uh, I have already eclipsed the age and weight of Homer Simpson. I just oh, can't boy. wait to automate my job with a single dippy bird. Yeah, that's the thing, though. They put so much fucking spyware on those company-issued laptops now that you can't get away with the little drippy bird hitting the yes button. You just cover up the camera. Yeah. yeah, but then your manager calls in and is just like, hey, is there a problem with your camera? I ask for no reason. <laughs> no, it should be fine. Yeah. Towards the end. <laughs> also, fuck that company for firing all the people that were moonlighting secondary full-time jobs. If you can do two jobs at once, more power to you. Yeah. As long as you're hitting your fucking standards, it's fine. Yeah, as long as Who you cares? can do both jobs, I think it's fine. Yeah. Anyways, Godzilla is in this movie. Oh, he's the king of the monsters. That's right. Also, sometimes he raids again. Mm -hmm. Also, float and scrout. Grips open. It gets a hernia. Yeah. (laughs) And out crawls a Mothra. Now, it's at this point that I really, truly feel for the average Japanese citizen in this movie because you've got, on one end of the island, giant Godzilla tearing through, uh, you know, the, the coastal towns of Japan. Fucking flipping and wrestling other giant monsters on the other end of japan you've got a lake that has a giant scrotum cocoon from which a giant moth appears you only got time to see one yeah Yeah. they're in opposite directions what are you gonna do what do you do (laughs) pop quiz hot shot (laughs) two monsters are released on japan 500 miles apart what do you do (laughs) shoot the monster Uh, we gotta watch Speed someday, man. That movie fucking rules. Dennis Hopper makes that movie. Mm, He's real good. Yeah, man. But I do like that that I've grown an appreciation for early Keanu Reeves where he is just like the dudest of dudes. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, Bill and Ted or, like, when he pops up in, like, uh, in Parenthood as, like, the shitty, like, drag racing boyfriend. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's like his, like, he has that whole scene where, like, out of nowhere he gets real serious about his horribly abusive father. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Fucking, I will go to bat for his utterly bizarre performance in Bram Stoker's Dracula. Oh, my God. It's, look, it's a very good performance with an accent he 100% cannot do. Absolutely, but bless him, he is trying. Yeah. Everything about that movie is 100% bizarre. Oh, I love it. I love it so much. Because it's Francis Ford Coppola saying, I really don't feel like making a movie, but my kid's real into practical up-close magic. So I guess here we go. <laughs> he, well, the thing was like, he was like, 
I'm going to make a Dracula movie. And he went to the studios and he said, I'm going to do it all practical in camera. And the studio said, you can't do that. No, nobody can do that. You have to use digital effects. And then he went to his son, Roman, and he goes, hey, can you do this? And he's like, yeah, give me 50 bucks and an apple. I'll do it. <laughs> One condition. You make those colors as crazy as you can get them. <laughs> Fucking on it. <laughs> hey, what's Dracula's like ceremonial war armor going to look like? Muscle. It's going to look like a skinned man. <laughs> so who are you going to get? Someone like really imposing? Like maybe a Van Damme or a, you know, like a Steven Seagal or an Arnold Schwarzenegger? No. Skinny Gary Oldman. <laughs> what are you going to do to make him intimidating? The biggest hair you've ever seen. <laughs> I mean, what I appreciate about that about that movie and about Dracula in general is that D- Dracula as a character's sole thing is like buying real estate. Yep. Yeah. He's like, I need to buy enough real estate <laughs> that I can take dirt from my homeland and put it in those other places <laughs> yeah. so I can just travel. That's all I want to do. <laughs> cool. I just want to see the world, guys. <laughs> yeah, he's like a Lex Luthor in that way. Everything yeah. boils down to real real estate yeah. scheme. <laughs> God, also, I what, love a, that. what a great fucking movie, though. Come yeah, on. Bram Stokes' Dracula. Crazy Anthony Hopkins shows up late as Van Helsing. <laughs> yeah. But I love that, like, Jonathan Harker, like, in the book and every movie, his whole thing is just, like, he shows up to Dracula's castle. Dracula flies to meet him at the door, and he's just like, that's a little weird, but I gotta still do this deal. I'm yeah. here to close this real and estate he, deal. Like, literally, he, Jonathan Harker is dying more and more each day as Dracula gets stronger and younger. And the whole time he's like, man, I just wish we could sign these papers so I could go home. <laughs> What's that, Dracula? You need me to, to sign five letters home to my wife? <laughs> explaining why I haven't come home yet? That's weird, but okay, I guess. <laughs> Anything to get this deal done, boss. <laughs> I really want coffee, and only closers get coffee, so here I am. <laughs> I gotta get those steak knives. My the I, here's here's my one beef with Brent, with Francis Ford Coppola's uh, uh, Dracula. Is it the fact that it's not a secret sequel to Glengarry Glen Ross, where it turns out <laughs> <laughs> the Glengarry leads go to Transylvania? <laughs> no, it is after Jonathan Harker gets like. Uh, like fucking four way fucked by the brides of Dracula <laughs> and then he escapes Dracula's castle for the rest of the movie Jonathan Harker looks exactly like Kent like he's supposedly like been aged and sicked sickened by this whole experience but he looks exactly like Ken Reeves with like spray on gray hair yeah. and it's like you could have just given him a wig or something sure. you could have tried a little harder on that other than that two thumbs up yeah. I love it that's oh, a great movie uh, so anyways, uh, now Mothra has been hatched uh, and is uh, flying through the air to go meet Godzilla uh, in Tokyo, where they do in Nightfall. Uh, Yuri, uh, the human, uh, the, the, the lady who makes exploitation films and has now suddenly found herself an on-the-ground reporter yeah. with her uh, small Sony Handycam. Yeah, well, and, and she's been trying to convince her bosses of, like, let me follow this story. And they point out, you're not a reporter. Yes. <laughs> you do fake sci-fi documentaries that we put out real fast. And she's like... 
But chief, I got my teeth into this one. <laughs> She's been hosting Ancient Aliens for like three we- three years. Yeah. But like, how fucking wild would it be if that dude was finally like, look, there's Godzilla. Yeah, no, the big hair guy gives me the like hands and he's like, but it was there. That weird like Swedish guy. Yeah, absolutely. Explains uh, to us real life Cloverfield. It's like how now like national security breaches are broken by BuzzFeed. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so she's like literally on a bicycle riding along a bridge filming this fight between now Godzilla and Mothra. Yeah. Uh, Mothra gets in a couple solid uh, attacks on oh, Godzilla. Oh, she gets a great like barrage of exploding poison darts. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, like, that was this, a good one. Like, because the army tries like fighting Godzilla. They shoot missiles. Nothing happens as it happens in every Godzilla movie. Yeah, and he just atomic breaths all of their fighter jets out of the sky. Yeah. Yep. Uh, meanwhile, like Mothra gets in a couple good hits. Knocks God, staggers Godzilla. Yeah. Knocks him over into a building. But then Godzilla's like, well, I ain't gonna stand for this shit. (laughs) So he lights Mothra up. Yeah. Uh, Throws Mothra and Mothra explodes and is on fire. Yeah. But then, and another one's like, well, shit, I guess Godzilla wins. But then who should show up? The old man. Also, by the way, the old man, ghost man, who's been telling everybody Godzilla's coming back, suddenly finds himself in the cave of the dragon. Oh, yeah, because he's trying to wake up King Ghidorah. Yeah, to I don't go know how fight. he got out of police custody. Yeah, well, he I probably think, bamfed. <laughs> well, here's the thing, and not a lot of people know this, but the Japanese Constitution is actually very complicated because it was written as part truce, part setting up a new kind of representative democracy. It was pieced together from a lot of different like American war generals mm. and prominent Japanese politicians to try to get what they wanted. So there's a lot of like strange bylaws and compromises. One of them is that if Godzilla shows up, it's Ali Ali Oxen free for all prisoners. <laughs> oh, nice! Amnesty for everybody. They just gotta Godzilla. open all those cells. They got no choice. Damn, that's the fucking Batman movie I want to see. <laughs> Batman. Batman is like just Batmaning around, and then he like he has to go to Japan to do whatever. And while he's there, probably Godzilla fight uh, Rashal Ghul. Yeah, and then while he's there, Godzilla shows up. Batman 100% does not fight Godzilla because Japan's like, well, we got to save everybody and they let all the prisoners out. And it's just Batman and now Rashad Ghoul just like punching prisoners <laughs> in the face while like like 10 miles in the background, Godzilla just stomps you. <laughs> and then eventually like, yeah, sure, Batman and Rashad Ghoul can like figure out a way to stop Godzilla. Look, I guess. Batman, some batarangs. Batman can fight the alien from Aliens. Yeah, and the Jeff Predator. Alien. From Predator. Is, I'm trying really hard to remember. Is uh, Batman versus the Alien written by Frank Miller? Oh, that I don't know. I think Frank Miller wrote the Predator one. And I know oh, he, he definitely wrote Batman versus Robocop, maybe? Yeah, that seems like something he would I do. I think. Frank Miller's written a lot of weird shit. He sure has. Uh, well, according to Neil Adams, there was a period of time where uh, Frank Miller would just drink an entire bottle of scotch every day. Yeah, we call that the Holy Terror era. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, yeah. Anyway, he seems to have gotten his, uh, his life yeah. together. He's got a new imprint out. Yeah. Uh, I got that uh, like $1 preview Ashcan comic that they put out. Uh, everything is unreadably bad. Sure. He hasn't 
improved as a storyteller in any way. His, you know what's crazy is like his art has gotten worse as the years go <laughs> on. Well, because he was a blinding alcoholic for a while there. So like, it's just like, yeah, all right, Batman's arm comes out of his knee, I guess. <laughs> I'm not doing it twice. It's just so <laughs> weird to like go back to his like Daredevil shit where he's writing and drawing Daredevil. Well, where he's basically doing like a Neil Adams impersonation. Yeah. He's and his, doing it that style. Yeah. And his like, his Daredevil is like, it's great and like. It's like really like detailed and like realistic looking, and then he does like the Dark Knight, and it's just like everyone's a fucking monster. Yeah, everyone <laughs> looks like glob mutants. Well, like as bad as a lot of those Sin City comics ended up being, if you just remove the dialogue bubbles from it, it is great to look at. True. Like those are really interesting comics. Yeah. Just as like, what can I do with simple black and white to like? Make a story happen. And yellow. And yellow. And there's one, uh, what is it, Helen back that it, it, it actually brings in full color and it really doesn't work at all. I don't, I never read that one. I know the one. It's not it, very good. The one with Marv and Goldie, she's in red, right? Like the, the red I think dress. she's in red and her hair is gold. Yes. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. But other than that, there's very little like. And the, the, yeah, the yellow bastard yes. is yellow. Yeah, but then 9-11 happened, and it, it changed a lot of things, including making Frank Miller just the worst right-wing ghoul. Yeah, it got uh, Dennis Miller, too. All the yeah. Millers. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> well, again, a lot of people don't know this, but the American Constitution, I was pieced together by a lot of different ideas. One of them was, if a 9-11 happens, we got to relinquish control of all the Millers. Yeah, yeah. yeah let them loose. Here's the thing. I will go to bat for Dark Knight Strikes Again, the sequel to Bat Knight, Dark Knight Returns, uh-huh. because that is a book produced entirely by cocaine. A hundred percent. And I don't mean like, oh, dude, you're on cocaine, bro. I mean like he did a ton of cocaine and just whatever fell out of his head as fast as possible. Yes. It's the maximum overdrive of comic books. Oh, absolutely. In the sense that... It I, is wild. Like, I... In the sense that, like, 100% Frank Miller does not remember making it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He was and merely like, the vehicle through which cocaine expressed itself. <laughs> yeah. And what I love about that is it's much longer than Dark Knight Returns. It's at least double the like page on count. on an order of magnitude, yeah. <laughs> but there's absolutely no story you can point to <laughs> until the very last issue where it turns out Robin is mad. Yeah. It, well, it was also like served as a way to be like, for Frank Miller to be like, I need to make these books hornier. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And boy, did he. Yeah, he's like, everyone liked my girl Robin in the last book, but now what if she was grown up a little and also Catwoman? (laughs) (laughs) But she still wore her fetish glasses. Yeah. Mm. Oh, boy. Yeah. Also, weirdly enough, apologies for the name of this comic, but Dark Knight Master Race... Is actually pretty good. Is that the third Dark Knight? Series? Yeah, it's technically the. It's, it's like him and Brian Azzarello. It's him and Brian Azzarello. Yeah, and I think at this point in his career, Frank Miller needs a collaborator. Yeah, because some of the stuff that he's done collaboratively has been uh, surprisingly pretty good. Oh, well, and Brian Who's Azzarello rules the Master Race in Dark Knight Master Race. It's actually it's about uh, at the end of Dark Knight Strikes Back the like Superman Wonder Woman like they start up a superhero oligarchy uh, uh, and the, and this is 
uh, Carrie Kelly fully as the new Batman <clears throat> fighting against that oligarchy. Gotcha, gotcha. So it like... It's not as Nazi as it sounds, yes. which I know we're talking about Frank Miller, so that's an iffy proposition. <laughs> Though it does kind of sound like a comic book timeline where Senator Kelly from the X-Men is the good guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the fucking weird thing about Frank Miller's like political journey is that he very much was like bitterly against Reagan in so much of his work. And even in Dark Knight Strikes Back, like... The president of the United States turns out to be a hologram under the control of Lex Luthor, who's trying to just extract as much money and resources from America as he can. But then he does holy terror. Yeah, which he tried to make a Batman book, and even DC was like, get out of here. He's like, absolutely not. Yeah, Batman is not going on a 9-11 revenge mission to Afghanistan. (laughs) I think, see, for me, I think the big... The I want like because like three hundred is like that too. Where three hundred like Frank Miller is just like like he must have seen footage from the Gulf War and was like, oh, that's Saddam Hussein. Everybody who's brown is a fang having monster. (laughs) Three hundred is rough. And like when you first like have if you've never read the book and you just like go and watch like the three hundred movie, like at first you're just like, yeah, look at these big guys wearing diapers fighting guys, (laughs) and you're just like, sweet. And then, like, if you try to think about it for more than four seconds, you're like, hey, where are all the Persians' actual monsters? (laughs) Yeah, why is this disturbingly (laughs) pro-fascist? Yeah. And eugenics, in a way. Yeah. Yeah, it's a rough, rough movie. And I mean, rough. Yeah. 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 Weirdly enough, uh, Zack Snyder, not good at sanding down the rough edges of the work he's adapting. In fact, the movie is considerably worse than the book. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, Zack Snyder has a very particular set of skills of like, let me find the worst thing about this work and blow it up. Make yeah. it the whole point. Yeah, he, he also fundamentally just like doesn't understand the things he's adapting. That makes yeah. sense. Like, Considering like, in Watchmen, he had fucking Hallelujah set to a sex scene with a giant flamethrower cum joke in the middle of your movie. Yeah, well also in Watchmen, like 90% of Watchmen... Is like, isn't Rorschach fucking cool? No, he smells bad and nobody likes him. <laughs> like, yeah, Rorschach's whole thing, like, in the Watchmen book is like, he is a homophobic, racist, like, hunk of trash whose whole life is like, my mom was a prostitute and I'm mad about it. Yeah. And like, the whole arc that he has in the journey of the book is that he, his completely unbending moral code, which is so deeply perverted into this like disgusting uh like like uh fascist kind of worldview will not allow him to ever let anything just be that he doesn't agree with right even if the thing that he agrees with is fine actually yep and like the whole thing of like he gets murdered by Dr. Manhattan at the end of the book not as like Oh, I can't, I can't not be who I am. It's because he's an utterly pathetic character who simply does not want to exist anymore. Yes, but in the but in the Watchmen movie, it's like look, he's like Batman, but his face moves. Well, he's standing up for his principles because he can't bear to not have his rigid principles. Yeah, and it's like no. This is like a like a the Joker thing. <laughs> 
Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. And like and like the Watchmen movie cuts out a lot of the shitty things that he, that Rorschach says, like in the book, like all of the slurs. Yeah. <laughs> to make him cool, as opposed to just like filming him cool, because they already have the comedian who's like obviously bad and they're like well let's just like make the comedian bad and we'll just make everyone cool as shit yeah and like the whole idea is that superheroes are bad they yeah. suck yeah like you shouldn't like superheroes and what and and all the superheroes in the movie or in the book have no powers they're just people who put on costumes except for dr manhattan who is a unfeeling like omniscient psychopath <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, and the whole, <clears throat> the like dark tragedy of the final page of Rorschach's journal gets mailed to the in-universe equivalent of Alex Jones and Infowars is not like, hell yeah, he's going to get the truth out there. It's supposed to read like, god damn it, Rorschach, you fucked another thing up. Yeah, because it gets thrown in the crank pile. <laughs> right, like, <laughs> you fucking, you, you, you ruined another thing. Yeah. <laughs> you literally couldn't do anything right. Also, sometimes there's a pirate comic book. Ooh, yeah. Boy, howdy, do you learn to skip those the first time you're reading it? Oh, there is a... So, like, when they made the Watchmen movie, Zack Snyder also did, like, an animated version of, like, the pirate yeah, comic book. Yeah, with uh, Gerard Butler as the main character. And there is, like, a, like, four and a half hour version the of the movie. ultimate where they, cut. Where they cut those into the movie where they are in the book, and it is intolerable. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it especially Jesus because it's like a motion comic, so it's not fully animated. It's more just like panning across pictures yeah. with like virtual, like like oh, it's almost like clutch cargo mouths. Oh, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and the weird thing is, like the entire like Watchmen comic, for as good as it is, and I will still go to bat for Alan Moore. Uh, it is. You really need to read it one issue at a time. It, it is not something that you can just read in one setting because it is not paced that way at all. Because every issue is an issue of Watchmen Comics with an issue of The Black Sails with four more pages of in-universe back material. Yeah. Of like newspaper clippings and memos. And dossiers. And boy howdy, yeah, when the first time you're reading it, when it's all collected in a trade paperback, it's just like fucking... Skip this until I see a close-up of something that looks like a nuclear warning symbol, and we're back to the story. Okay. <laughs> uh, anyways, Godzilla fucking. Oh yeah, right. All them monsters all out attack. Yeah, Godzilla uh, fucking nuke births. Uh, 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 what's Mothra? Uh, but it's okay because King Ghidorah has been awakened from the ice by the the ghost of the old man. Yeah, so King Ghidorah uh, shows up. Yeah, King Ghidorah uh, is the three headed golden dragon with wings and shows up uh, immediately, like clamps onto Godzilla, both arms and his neck. Well, because here's the thing about King Ghidorah: no arms, all heads, baby. Yeah, all yeah. heads and wings. And this is uh, again, this is uh, a weird Godzilla movie in the sense that generally by this time most Godzilla movies Godzilla is the hero the protector of Earth and this is one of the few where they've like kind of flip it around where uh, King Ghidorah who's generally like an antagonist guy. Yeah. Yeah, is now like the protector of Earth because yeah, in the King Ghidorah movie where they like in the, was it the is he Showa era or do they bring him? Into I'm a, pretty sure he's pretty early on. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he fucking stomps Tokyo and Godzilla's like not today, King Ghidorah. Yeah, 
There's only one guy that stomps Tokyo around here. And it's me and sometimes Mechagodzilla. And sometimes <laughs> my son. Yeah, Godzilla Jr. And sometimes King Caesar. Yeah. Have we, anyway. have we uh, just briefly, have we talked about how in Germany they're all called Frankenstein? <laughs> the Godzillas? <No>. Correct. <laughs> All of the kaiju movies, when they came over to Germany, they cut in footage where, like, a mad scientist made all the kaiju. So all of the... He's not called Godzilla. He's called Frankenstein. So it's Frankenstein versus King Ghidorah. John, it's pronounced Frankenstein. That's who... <laughs> Bluka! <laughs> ah, still the best Mel Brooks movie. Yeah, 100%. Fucking love that goddamn movie. It's perfect in every way. It absolutely is. Uh, it's the best looking mode, Brooks. Best looking best mode. Best shot, yeah. for sure, yeah. And yeah. like again, like I think that uh, Blazing Saddles and the producers hit higher highs. Yes. But they also have lower lows. Yeah. Mm. I, one of the things I love about, about Young Frankenstein and also like Vertigo um, and High Anxiety, like when he was doing his, or it's not Vertigo, High Anxiety. High Anxiety, the yes. parody of Vertigo, Hitchcock. Right, yeah. right. Is that like he steals their filming techniques and does it better than anybody else yeah well what is the, the like Brian De Palma spent his whole career trying to be Alfred Hitchcock yeah and Mel Brooks nailed it in one shot <laughs> as a goof yeah as yeah, a goof for Same fun thing. yeah and like Young Frankenstein it's filmed on the set it is a universal like, monster movie yeah and it's yeah. filmed on the same sets as James Wales like I think it's Bride of Frankenstein actually of the sets it's filmed off of um, but it's like the same exact sets, a lot of the same like camera oper- like cameras and stuff like that. Yeah. It's a gorgeous movie to look at, but it also has a Frankenstein's monster who does putting on the wrist <laughs> yeah. and has a huge cock. Yeah. <laughs> well, now to be fair, we don't know the size, but we know he absolutely knows how to use it. <laughs> oh, we know the size because when he reveals it. Oh, there's that sound effect. Yeah. yeah. And also, I think Madeline Kahn going like. Ooh, like <laughs> it's the kind of face you can only make when confronted with a monster hog. Yep. Yep. Anyways, Godzilla <laughs> yeah, right. does not have a monster hog. Godzilla has a cloaca. That is canon. Everyone knows. <laughs> uh, Godzilla and Ghidorah go after it. Ghidorah uh, kind of pins Godzilla's arm and neck and is trying to like bite into him and stuff. But Godzilla fucking throws him into a building. Yeah. The army again tries to uh, come after Godzilla. It ain't working. Um, Godzilla... <laughs> Uh, is about to like end Ghidorah with his like radiation breath, radiation breath. But Mothra saves the day and takes the shot yeah. and gets vaporized or gets like shot into like flames. Yeah. Um, and then comes back on fire yeah, to yeah. get Godzilla and then gets vaporized. And then gets vaporized. Yeah. But Mothra's vaporized golden rain goes directly in. To King Ghidorah. And then King Ghidorah goes like Super Saiyan and like. Yeah, King Ghidorah basically, like, King Ghidorah starts out shit. All all he can do is bite. Now he can bite and fly. Yeah, and turn gold. Yeah. Yeah, he, he like turns gold and he. Godzilla shoots his. Radioation, radioactive breath. <laughs> I'm gonna 
a shot of bourbon beforehand, and that is the difference, I think. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, shoots uh, King Ghidorah, and King Ghidorah creates like a like gold like shield, like force field around himself. Yeah. Absorbs the radiation, and then throws the whole shield at Godzilla, like yeah. uh, like in Sonic the Hedgehog when you get the blue shield sometimes or the fire shield. And oh, you can throw the yeah. fire shield. Yeah. Throw it, throw or it out, yeah. like in uh, Mega Man Two when you get the Woodman Leaf Shield. Ooh, and you yeah. Can throw it. yeah. There you go. <clears throat> That's for all you super old folks out there. <laughs> you know, like the Leaf Shield in Mega Man 2. Yeah, you know, that very current game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so anyways. Hey, there's only 10 of those. Well, 11 now. There's only 11 Mega Mans. Well, then there's like how many Mega Man Xs. We don't talk about those. <laughs> Uh, the first one's pretty The first good. one's real good. Mega Man <laughs> X. Oh, especially that first level where the city's just getting beat to shit by those robots. Yes. Oh, oh yeah. what a great opening. And it's a great, like, kind of like, uh, like just like drops you, like, in media res, like, opening. Oh, yeah. You, like, don't know what's going on. You're just like, ah, beep, 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 beep. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, real first good. Mega Man X fucking owns. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Then all the sequels... Utter dog shit. And there's like Mega Man Legends and Mega Man... The Mega Man Legends is a pretty okay... Like, it's an RPG-style spinoff. It's more like a Legend of Zelda game Uh in the trappings of a Mega Man game. The second one is very good. The Misadventures of Tron Bon, which is technically a prequel to Mega Man Legends 1, is the best of the series. Okay. You play as the villain, and you have an army of little robots that just do what you tell them, and it's a lot of fun. Delightful. But Capcom utterly refuses to make any of those games available. So good luck, jerks. Have fun paying two hundred dollars. There is, I know, for on PlayStation on the PlayStation Store. There's like a Mega Man Legacy Collection right now that is like all eleven Mega Man games, and then I think well, there's some of the two X- different. There's there's Mega Man Legacy Collection one, which is Mega Man like one through seven. So this is those two things combined. combined. Yeah, yes. and then there's a separate Mega Man X collection. Yeah, and I think they're making a Mega Man like Battle Network or like one of the other spinoffs. Mm-hmm. They're like bundling together as like an update. This one collection. is just like the side scroll. So yeah, it's like all the me- it's like Mega Man one through eleven. And then I think some of the X's. Well, the thing that's great about those is they have a rewind function because those yep. games were predicated on like, no, fucker, you're going to memorize the layout yeah. of every single level. And it's like, no, I'm not. I'm going to rewind because that was bullshit. Yeah, they have a rewind function and they also have like a like, like, like you can save in the middle save of the level. Yeah. 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 Well, that's how I got through. They, uh, uh, Konami put out a really excellent uh, Castlevania collection. Mm. It's Castlevania 1, 2, 3, uh, the Genesis 1 Bloodlines, mm-hmm. uh, a couple of the Game Boy Symphony ones. Symphony of the Night? No, that's uh, a separate. No. You got to buy Castlevania Requiem to get mm. Rondo of Blood and Symphony of the Night. But what I like about the anniversary collection is like, yeah, save states. Because I'm not going to, like, fuck you. I don't, I'm a grown-up. I don't have time to memorize all, like, I want to play through this game in one sitting because that's how they were designed. But I'm not going to put in the month of learning every single level perfectly. Absolutely not. Not happening. Especially not Castlevania 2. God. Castlevania 2, if it were... I wish that they would mine that for modern ideas because it's clearly an interesting idea of like, it's an adventure RPG action game where like you can get misinformation and like you really have to like understand what's going on in the game. But like, 
oh fuck, it's an 8-bit system and we don't know what we're doing. Nah. So Godzilla, uh, uh, Ghidorah gets back up, shoots a shield at Godzilla. They end up like colliding and falling into the water. Yeah, they're like having a fight into the undersea, which is where the submarines begin to attack. Yeah, yeah. Yuri's papa is in the little submersible because they're like, we got like three of these drill missiles left. All of our, like, everyone's been wiped out. We have no more self-defense force, but we do have these two salvage subs. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, well, you fucking put some drills on those salvage subs, buddy. So while Godzilla and King Ghidorah are tussling underwater, one of the subs fires his drill missile. Godzilla sees it and is like, uh-uh, fuckers. And, like, spins Ghidorah around. So Ghidorah gets hit in the neck by one of the drill missiles. Yeah. Blowing up its neck. And then he gets thrown into the ground again. Yep. Yes. Meanwhile, Yuri and uh, the, like, other reporter are on a b- suspension bridge. And they're like... My father's down there. He's probably not going to make it up. I, the, I'm going to honor him by doing a like live report of his sacrifice so that the people of Japan can know what he has done for the nation. Yeah. Unfortunately, that bridge gets wrecked. By atomic breath. Both yep. end up falling into the water. Yeah. But first, they drop in the missing shard of the statue. The statue. Yes, and this brings Ghidorah back to life. Full oh, yeah. power! Oh, this shard hits the scene. It's like an Alka-Seltzer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ghidorah comes back to life and now can fly, turn gold, and like shoot electricity breath. And yeah. is this also where he's the ghost of all the other monsters? Not we're quite not yet. yet there we're yet. not yeah. quite there yet. Yeah, but we're going to get there. He's got lightning powers, though. Yeah. He's yes. full on Raiden. And what I like to put myself in the mindset of like a Japanese audience that is just like, fuck yes, King Ghidorah, he rules, lightning breath. And then it's like, oh, he got killed without using his lightning breath. That sucks. I guess that's the movie. Oh, shit, he came back to life. Lightning breath. Oh, he got killed again without using his lightning breath. Oh, shit, he's back to life. Oh, shit, he's using lightning breath. Atomic breath kills him again, does it? Okay. Yeah. And there he goes. Yeah, Ghidorah, like, every time Ghidorah comes back, it's he's accompanied with, like, this, like, triumphant music, like, this is it. King Ghidorah's gonna kill Godzilla. And then Godzilla kills him in shorter and shorter amounts yeah. of time. No problem. But this is where he dies, and his, like, Doctor Who regenerative glitter becomes the ghost of each of the Guardians. And then goes inside Godzilla for reasons that I yeah, can't explain. Yeah, they demonically possess Godzilla and try to fuck with him while he's at the bottom of the sea. Yes, they like yeah, they like weaken Godzilla enough uh, so that one of the submarines can go. Well, into specifically the Yuri's dad. Yuri's yeah, dad. She, he he goes full Dennis Quaid and drives his submarine yeah, right inter- into its he gaping inner mall. spaces. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, he drives through Godzilla's fucking colon, which looks like the the like black hole from inner from Interstellar. Yeah. yeah, right. And he stops, and he's just like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, Godzilla! You you should have come to me much sooner. This is very distressing." Yeah, I'm seeing polyps here. I'm seeing really not happy with what yeah. I'm seeing. Yeah, here. so he's like, the only thing I can do about this is fire a drill rocket <laughs> right which, into the side of your gut. So from his stomach. He shoots a drill missile into Godzilla's shoulder. Well, the drill goes through; must go through the stomach lining, and he must be in like the lungs, maybe, because it like ends up coming out Godzilla. Yeah, it comes back. out of his like collarbone yeah, area, man. and then he like shoots out of it. Um, Godzilla, meanwhile, uh, pissed off and like gets up and is about to like 
gets out of the water and because everyone thinks Godzilla's done because like they blow him up from inside you see an explosion there's blood he sinks to the bottom of the ocean the submarine leaves or whatever yeah. like that Godzilla gets back up and like walks to the fucking like beachhead where Yuri and and her her guy are there and like looks directly at them and I was like, like it's fucking you. dead <laughs> And he, like, rears back to do his atomic breath, and, like, his mouth glows, and then it comes out of his shoulder. Yeah, which causes him an immense amount of pain, and he's just, he gives a look like, that was fucking weird. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) And he does it again, and again it goes out of his shoulder, and then they're like, oh, no, Godzilla. Right, but then he's like, well, surely a third time wouldn't happen. Well, this, after the second one, he sinks into the water again. And then they, he does it a third time, and then you see like his stomach turns like white. Yes. And yeah. then he just explodes. explodes. And he's gone. Except for his still beating heart. Well, not yet. Yeah. Because first Yuri and her dad are, are reunited. He oh, escapes yeah. the submarine. And, and then, then we he... salute the guardian monsters from yeah, the bridge. That's right. Noble saluting of monsters. Of course. You can't forget that. No, you can't. That's true. And, and then, then, yes. After everyone does their just like, we save the day, we'll never deal with Godzilla again. Just before the credits, we go back underwater, and right next to a Dodge Caravan that's been abandoned <laughs> at the bottom of the ocean is Godzilla's giant still beating heart. Still beating. And then we get credits, Godzilla theme, end. and And that takes us to bullet points. <laughs> The sound of a glove being rubbed on the strings of a cello played in reverse and low. Bullet points! And our very first bullet point is... Body count. Body counts. John, what do you think the body count of... Ooh, boy. Godzilla, Mothra, King Ghidorah, giant all-out monster attack, or whatever? I am going to say... 135. Mm. Patrick, what do you think the body count of this Godzilla uh, feature is? Uh, I'm going to go with confirmed kills. I'm going to go with 55. 55. I can't drive that. No, you can't. <laughs> you son of a bitch. You can thank Jimmy Carter. Hey, remember when uh, VH1 had Judge, uh, Judge Mills Lane do like the top 50 music <laughs> videos that broke the most no. laws? <laughs> Oh, Judge Mills Lane. Yeah. And I, I, I Can't Drive 55 was number one with the most laws broken. Because uh, he just speeds the whole time. Correct. Yeah, he is. So it's clearly, it was clearly like number of laws broken and not gravity of laws broken sure. because that Aerosmith uh, song where uh, fucking his daughter goes in a photo booth and takes her top off uh-huh. while she's underage mm-hmm. and just gives the film reel to that creepy clerk. That's just one crime. That's just one I'm pretty crime. sure there's That's just one crime. I'm pretty sure there's one of those videos, and maybe it's one with his daughter and and Alicia, Alicia Silverstone, Silverstone. Yeah. where they like get on a bridge and like flash a bunch of people driving, and yeah. it causes a fucking like giant traffic pile up. Yeah, crazy. That's yeah, I did, yeah. Stephen Tyler went through a real creepy look at my daughter's boobs yeah. phase. Yeah, he really did. Well, he was trying to make her a famous actress. Correct, and, and that's it, how you make famous actresses. Well, it paid off when she was in a little film called Lord of the Rings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you know, it worked for Alicia Silverstone too, because she became clueless. Yeah, and Batgirl. Correct. 
Yes. In Batman and Robin. Yeah. And then she got famous again recently for throwing up in her daughter's mouth. Yeah, she throws her kids like a bird. (laughs) (laughs) None of this is fake. You can look it up. It's real weird. Okie dokie. Because I think fame breaks you in a very specific way. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I think it makes you... It, it opens up a whole extra world of possibilities of things <laughs> that only people with a certain amount of money have. Yeah. And it puts you in the sphere of influence of, like, people who want to take advantage of that. Yeah. And so, like, any normal human being just, like, walking around the street, if, like, a guy was like, I'm Dr. Steven, did you know if you chew up food and spit it in your kid's mouth, it's better for them? You'd be like, you're under arrest, <laughs> Dr. Steven. <laughs> <laughs> Beat the shit out of you. Yeah. But if you're at a big Hollywood party and Dr. Steve is there and he's like, do you know if you drop some food spirit and kiss my like a bird is better for them? He's like, well, he's invited to the same party I am. <laughs> Clearly we're on the same level. Right. Dr. Steve is a serious doctor. Hey, Mark. What do you think the body count is of look, Godzilla? <laughs> look, the real body count is thousands. Of course. Yes. Yeah. I'm trying to go by just the one on I found, screen. The one I found, both of you guys went over 100, right? No, I yeah. was 55. 55? Patrick, you win. Yes. <laughs> it's oh, 82? Uh, 82. I guess Tokyo has not got that many people in it. Well, I guess we're left to assume that all of those buildings were fully evacuated, like in Avengers Age of Ultron. Every yeah. every Godzilla movie has a scene where they're like, we need to evacuate everybody. And they show like people like on trains, on buses, on cars. It happens in Evangelion a lot, too, where they're just yeah. like, we need to evacuate everybody. Well, the thing about Evangelion is the city is designed to be evacuated. Sure. You know? And also when they evacuate the city, the city just goes underground, underground. and Missile silos come up. Yep. <laughs> and sometimes in the morning, big solar panels come up and you get an uh, ELO. ELO. An electric light orchestra? Yeah. Yeah. Fancy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not bad. It's a living thing. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, that's going to take us to our next bullet point Best Kill. What do you think the best kill in uh, Godzilla, Mothra, King Ghidorah, Giant Monster, All Out Attack is? Oh, I'm definitely going with Poor Girl in the Hospital. Laying yeah. traction, she's got her leg up, Godzilla's coming by. Well, and the this whole is her second time. Oh, yeah. Because she broke her leg in the first. Uh, in one of the, one of the like. Yeah, she's one of the, with the toughs. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Godzilla gets past. She thinks it's all over. She thinks she's safe, even though she can't escape her hospital bed. Big fat stupid tail comes and crushes a whole hospital. <laughs> yeah, specifically that floor of oh, the yeah, hospital. Oh yeah, right into her window. Yeah. Ooh, that's a good one. Good stuff. John, best kill. Who boy? I'm gonna go for Mothra being a real shit heel. Because mm-hmm. uh, uh, Godzilla's using his atomic breath, and Mothra is trying to avoid it, and she literally leads the atomic breath right to the top floor of a giant skyscraper where the Japanese defense forces set up their headquarters. <laughs> yep. Yeah, she literally leads Godzilla's atomic breath to their fucking leadership. Yeah. And then it cuts to some soldiers on the ground and one's like, my buddies were in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Command center destroyed. Oh, boy. Oh, Mark, best kill. Uh, I gotta go with guy who gets stomped on for peeing. Oh, yeah. It's just so good. good. It's very, it's got, it's it's very reminiscent of the old like, 
uh, the Godzilla versus Bambi like animated short. Oh yeah, yeah. Where it's just like Bambi and then early like, AdamFilms.com. Yeah. yeah, But like that, that Godzilla versus Bambi is from like the seventies, and it was one of those things that would show at like animation like festivals and whatever. And was like yeah, it was always double billed with uh, Bring Me the Head of Charlie Brown. Yeah, yeah. something like that. Uh, and then yes, in when Adam films and I film all the the precursors to YouTube came yeah. up, it made its way there. I just love a guy getting stomped on by Bigfoot. Oh yeah, he's real good. Great. Beat it. Uh, that's gonna take us to our next bullet point: war crimes. <laughs> war crimes. John, <laughs> talk about some war crimes and Godzilla, Mothra, and King Ghidorah, giant monsters all out attack. Boy and howdy. So here's the thing: the the Japanese Self Defense Force very much operates strictly under its jurisdiction. It does not break any international treaties. Right. Godzilla's atomic breath, the first time he uses it, is on a civilian population and it creates a mushroom cloud? Yeah. So that's definitely like a rogue nation using nuclear weapons sure. on a civilian populace. Sure. It's it's terrifying because like it's like you see a class of children. Yeah, and you think the atomic breath is coming right for them. Yeah, because they're sitting there talking and then you just hear you see like a bright white flash in the room, and you're like, oh shit, they're gonna get Terminator 2'd yeah. and like wiped out. And then like she walks to the window and you see a mushroom cloud like miles away. She goes, A bomb. Yeah. 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 That's fucked up. Yeah. yeah. Patrick, war crimes. Uh, the number of war crimes the Japanese army had to commit to create a Godzilla fueled by vengeful <laughs> ghosts. Sure. Yeah. A Godzilla fueled by vengeful ghosts. Yes. Joy Division, it's not just an emo band from the 70s. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oof. Uh, Mark, war crimes. Uh, I am going to go with the boss's hair. The boss's long hair. The smoking um, boss's yeah, long hair. I fuck you. That no. rules. No, no, it doesn't no. rule. It doesn't rule. <laughs> they took the wig from Brent Spiner in Independence Day 4 <laughs> and straightened it and put it on this dude. I agree, Mark. Yeah, and also, like, the big war crime is that, like, he's like, ah, I gotta quit smoking, so I'm gonna chew on these, like, roots and or, like, Leathery snake skin. I'm not quite sure yeah. what it is. Yeah. Because he sets his wig on fire. If that was a wig of quality, sure. that shit would have burned up immediately. <laughs> no, right? But it didn't. Not which good. means it's a shitty wig. Or is it a wig fortified by its own will to be cool? Look, if it ain't made with dead people's hair, it ain't a good wig. <laughs> Yeah, no, yeah, you got it's probably like alpaca fur or some yeah, bullshit. Yeah, right. Yeah, all right, I'm on your side. No, now. I thought they had to hose them all down after that Pepsi commercial. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> all hair had to be fire retardant. <laughs> everyone's yeah, everyone's hair gets like a like a coating. Yeah. Uh, so that's gonna take us to our final bullet point. Is this an action movie? Is this an action movie? John, is Godzilla, Mothra, and King Ghidorah, Giant Monster, All Out Attack an action movie? So, yeah. I will say that the first half of it is very oddly paced in that it's juggling. It feels like they shot another hour of footage that they excised from it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you can feel scenes and connective tissue missing. But once the fucking monsters show up, which is only about halfway through, take notes, Gareth Edwards. (laughs) Yeah, rules. Yeah. There's big dumb monsters doing wrestling moves on each other. Hell yeah. yeah. Patrick, 
Is this an action movie? I'm gonna go also with yes. We do have some like other movie stuff happening, but it's never so much that it or takes so long that you get too far away from big dumb monster fights. Yeah, yeah. and it, the like, big dumb monster fights are seriously pleasing. Yeah, and the story does take it play take itself seriously to a point. Like it is about like. Hey guys, I know we're having a lot of fun, but let me turn my chair around and talk to you about not forgetting Japanese war crimes. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Well, it is interesting because like there, there are parts of it that are serious and loaded, but everybody's also doing it in sort of a vaudeville style. Yeah. Like, the mayor yes. is definitely like hamming it. Oh, to, definitely. Now, yeah. to be Her fair, other reporter buddy, not the love interest, but the other guy, like he's practically an anime. Oh, yeah. he can't not scream every one of his lines. Yeah. 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 Mark, is this an action movie? Absolutely, 100%. Um, yeah, like again, like it is a little bit slow going at the beginning. It's missing one thing that a lot of Godzilla movies have where like there's an initial like Godzilla sighting or monster sighting early on to kind of like tease what's going to happen just to get you like ready like oh shit like the scale of this movie is like stepping on up so we don't yeah. have that really they, they kind of go the Jaws route where they only show you like little bits and pieces of the monster to the point that the first time Godzilla shows up underwater the score is literally the Jaws music yeah. it does like da dun da dun uh, and then leads into the opening credits. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yes, once the monster fight begins, it's fucking sick. Yeah. There's some questionable CGI in this, but that's kind of of its time. I mean, it's 2001. Yeah. And, but, yeah. and it's clearly like lower budget 2001. You well, know what sure. I mean? Uh, and it was the, the, the problem with like low budget 2000 era CGI is that you couldn't, in the way that we do now, integrate like... Oh, well, like, the body of this is going to be practical, but the head can be CGI because the CGI can, like, stand up to being on that level of realism. It's just like, well, the whole thing has to be CGI. You can't do, like, seams in it because right. it'll look so different. And so, like, when Mothra gets birthed out of the cocoon, it is real rough CGI. Yes, yeah. And, like, a lot of times when they're doing, like, large bodies of water... Yeah, like I was gonna say, shots, the water yeah. looks terrible. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. The water's the only thing in that shot that's real. Crazy. No, wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Final reviews of Godzilla, Mothra, King Ghidorah, Giant Monsters, All Out Attack, or however it's pronounced, John. I, based on Toho standards, middle of the road, not great, not bad. Based on American Godzilla standards, one of the better. Sure. Patrick. Uh, Would have been better if it all took place inside a 15-foot steel cage. Oh, hell yeah. We got hell in this cage. (laughs) Uh, Mark, uh, probably one of the better latter-day Godzilla movies, especially of the Millennium series. I think Final Wars is probably the best of the Millennium series because it's just a bunker. much. Yeah, it's There's just a bonkers so movie where Godzilla fights every monster, yeah. uh, including the American version of itself. Uh, but it's definitely one of the best of the Millennium series. Um, but yeah, definitely out of all Godzilla's, definitely like middle of the road. Yeah. Um, so that's going to do it for this episode of Body Counts and Beer. I'm Mark Rosenthal. I'm Patrick Bromley. I'm your pal, Jonathan Rooney-Taylor. And we'll see you next time. Woo!